This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, welcome to the live show. Uh, some of you may be new viewers because of our... I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. It was a popular episode last week. We talked about Dan DiDio leaving uh, DC oh, yeah. Comics or being forced to leave DC Comics. So far, there's been little to no new information since then, uh, outside of like a really like limp-wristed press conference from Jim Lee that wasn't really a press conference. Nope. It was literally just him at a con, C2E2, and someone asked him about it, and he was like, I guess since I'm literally in front of an audience with microphones mm -hmm. and like members of the comic book press, I'll say something about it, one of which was, I'm the sole publisher, <laughs> and we're not like looking for another one, which sounds to me like Lee was like, yay. <laughs> like, that was the only thing, the only thing that I got out of that was, one, he knows nothing and there's no plan, mm -hmm. two, he's very happy to have gotten a promotion. Yeah. Or, or at the very least, like, to lose one salary, which may be some portions of which will go into his salary. Right. Or, like, that even, like, it may not be certain, and he's just putting it out there. Yeah. Like, with, with incredibly weak dialogue. Like, with very weak language to support what he's saying. Like, sure. he kind, like, he could have very easily said, some idiot said that Marvel is going to buy us, and that's horseshit. Yeah. Could have very easily said that. He did not say that. No, it was, it was, his reactions were, were, I don't know. I've never really seen Jim Lee. It was like Lee. super passive is the problem. Yeah, I, but I've never really seen Jim Lee, like, uh. Address it as like a co-publisher? Like yeah, or. executive? Yeah, or like, you know, do a conference like that. So I don't know if that's just how he is. Right, well, it wasn't even a press conference, which yeah. is why I think it was so, like, odd. And mm -hmm. why people were grasping at it, because it's the only official word from DC, which mm -hmm. is just what Jim Lee said at the con. And I guess he had the authority to say it because, you know, he's the publisher now. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was very, it was, it was weird. It was, a little weird. it was a weird display. Very, I would call it very passive. Too yeah. passive. It was very passive. You know, you want to instill confidence in your company, you got to use some aggressive language. You got to be like, comic pop's not going anywhere. We're the strongest we've ever been. Right. You know, in you order to... the building's on fire. Right. Like, I'm literally, like, melting before your eyes. I'm like, I'm, I'm the, so I'm more solid than ever. Like, <laughs> I'm totally fine. I wouldn't worry about anything. No, but if you are new, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the channel. Thanks so Hi. much for being here. And uh, if you are watching this show live, you are a sponsor of the show. Bet you didn't know that, but you are. All you gotta do to sponsor the show, use the Super Chats, make a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. The money goes into the institution that is this channel. Thank you all so much. Demomo, for example... Just wanted to add on to what others are saying. Every single back issue of 2020 has been amazing and some of the best. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thanks. We've been a lot of. We've had. We've. We've been. It's. It's more intentional. It's a lot of. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Because this most this most recent episode that's coming out this week is going to be like kind of like a classic episode for me. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I think it'll still be good. But, I think so too. But, but hopefully saying, it'll reach definitely. the level of expectations that you guys have for us now. Uh, I will say that DC's didn't do as well as I thought it was going to. Really? Yeah, it, it did well. It was a solid episode, but it didn't perform the way I was expecting. It's okay. People will find it. Yeah. It's a good episode. Oh, yeah. I no, I love that episode. It. it was great. Right? Uh, ben Bastian says, Sal, me and one of my mates, I'm Australian, argue <laughs> constantly about whether Frank Miller is still a decent writer. I feel like he is sometimes. I would say no until I read uh, Dark Knight for the Golden Child. I was like, dude actually has some like kind of... 
he's doing something intentional, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't call it great writing, but no. I would say that... He has shining moments yeah. where it's just like, oh, hey, I remember that. I yeah. remember that, Frank. Right. His, I remember that, Frank. His best days are behind him. Yes, unfortunately. But... Uh, for writing. You know, maybe he's a good sculptor or something. Who knows? But, like, the point is, his writing, his best work is in the past. Like, 30 years in the past. Well, and you never know. I and, mean, like, maybe he'll have, like, a sudden moment of clarity and then... That's the thing. Like Clarence. With 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 writers, you never know. Yeah. But uh, thank you very much for those uh, those super chats and thank yeah. you very much for your excellent comments and questions. Uh, so we're, uh, I wanted to address something at the top of the show before we actually get into the, the actual book. Uh, the reason why we call this episode The X-Men Are a Death Cult is because they are. I was like, what? Like, I read this issue oh. and I'm like, oh my God. Okay, we're going to do this. We're just going to continue to, like, lay the groundwork for the X-Men being a super aggressive species of people that are definitely going to fight the Marvel Universe later? Okay. Um, but let, we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, for now, I wanted to address a couple of episodes or issues at the top of the show that I, I don't really want to get into too deeply. Sure. Uh, I read Forceworks 2020 number one. You did? Uh, from Matthew Rosenberg. It's fine. Okay. You know, if you missed U.S. Agent Quake, Mockingbird... Uh, War Machine, you want to know what they're up to? That's what's going on. Like, that's, that's the team. That's an interesting team. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's a bunch of team, it, it's, a, it's a bunch of characters that are, like, aggressive. You know, I, I understand. I just mean, like, I guess from a marketing standpoint, yeah. that seems like a hard sell. Agreed. There's a lot against it. One, mm -hmm. it's called Force Works. So it reminds you of, like, the worst eras in Avengers history. Right. Two, it's got... A bunch of side characters. Right. Like War Machine, who is, like, I love War Machine. I think he's a great character. I think he could eventually sell a book of his own. You know, he did under, actually under, I think under, Mike, like, well, I don't remember who wrote it, but it was, he had a good run. Mm -hmm. And he's had diminishing returns since then. Mm -hmm. But in the public eye, he's Iron Man Jr. Or Black Iron Man. Or another Iron Man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... There's, he's never really gotten a great shake in the 21st century. Right. So here he is. Mockingbird, meh. Quake, meh. U.S. Agent, he's going to be on that Falcon Winter Soldier show. So I think they're trying to remind you he exists. Sure, okay. Either way, meh. Meh. It, it's okay. fine. It's it's the best. It's better than the last series <laughs> called Force Works. But, uh, you know, you know, Black Ops kind of stuff. Hey, that, That's going to be your Marvel quote on the back of it. Yeah. It's better than the last one. Sal from Comic Pop. <laughs> and apparently a picture of you giving a thumbs up. Yeah, why which not? Which they've never done. They've never done that. They've never associated the, the quoter with an image. But hey, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> Amazing Mary Jane number five. I really enjoyed the series. The series is going to continue at least until issue seven or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still going. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I really liked it. Cool. It's just cute. It's very cute. Like, it's not hard-hitting. It's not, like, a character study. It's, it's not, light. It's very light. Okay. But it's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, New Mutants number seven. This is the end of that story. So if they put out that trade... Which story? The the real one. Okay. The one in space with the <laughs> characters you gave a shit about. Right. Uh, that is the last issue of that story arc. Okay. So if they did put out a trade before issue seven, they're morons because they only needed to wait one more issue. I don't remember if that's the case. So I'll just say this. If you're ready to jump off New Mutants, wait for issue seven, then jump off. It's a lot of fun, but it's a good like wrap up. It's more like a denouement, though. It doesn't feel like an aggressive, like, hey, this is what's happening. It's more like, that's what happened, and here's where we're going to go. Oh. It's very, like, wrap-up. Okay. Like, it's it's almost like they know no one's reading this book anymore. Oh. 
So like they messed up and shouldn't have done what they did. They certainly did. And they they solicited more, you know, like, oh, here's what's coming. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Bye. Like, I'm out. Yeah. You screwed up. There's at least three superfluous issues in this series. Bye. Uh, so that was a book okay. that, that existed. That was a book. That was a book that I read that came Sal out. Sal from Comic Pop. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I will say Unkillables number one came out uh, last week, yeah. I think. DC, deceased Unkillables. Mm -hmm. It's just more deceased. If you like Tom Taylor's deceased, you'll love this. It's just more. Yeah. Just more. Right, That's right. fun. Just, Check that out. Just more. Right. Uh, Fantastic Four X-Men number two. I read that one. Hey, great. We can talk about it. Oh, I read that one. Right? Uh, X, uh, what would you call it? Fantastic Four X-Men? Oh, I think it's called X-Men Fantastic Four. Uh, number two. Which is funny because the four is over the end. I, I know. I know. I, well, I thought it was X4X, but then you see it in the title. It's whatever. Uh, I for, know why they wanted to do it. I get it. It looks good. Because the, the, uh, the point of the X fits into the little crook, into of, the little the crook four, of the four. So you want that. Yeah, you want that design element. But Zadarsky did not do this cover, so you know, so it's not perfect. Uh, but it, but it's from Zadarsky and the Dodsons. Uh, my issues with the art from the from the people, eh? Mostly I because you don't really see it. I Xavier didn't notice it quite as much no. this time around, which is weird because usually the first issue is the strongest. Not always. So sometimes it takes like you're a little rusty. Maybe you're not like quite on. Yeah. You know I mean, but the second one, you 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 know the the players, and you've had a little you know, opportunity to like kind of just get back into Yeah, you it. find your groove. Yeah. Exactly. But I loved it. I, I I had a good read with this. Everybody is in character. The story's progressing. I was really worried. I don't know why, but like when Valeria and Franklin were on the boat with the Marauders, I was like, oh God. Like, are they going to have to, like, I know that like the the last page reveal was the Doom was involved. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, are we going to have to go on like little mini adventures? Like, oh, this is what Marauders is going to be like, by the way, if you want to buy Marauders. No. Really? I didn't think that at all. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is going to really disrupt what's going on in Marauders. Book, I, guess. <laughs> I doubt it since uh, I, I it. this is before Marauders. No, we read the the issue where Katie freaking dies. Right. Is this for, I guess this is sometime it's during. Before that issue. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of that in like the, the books that came out this week where it's like, this issue came out before this. <laughs> but okay. after that right uh but yeah no uh so the idea here is the dr doom took all of his mutants and put them on a special island or essentially doom probably was peeking over on uh, magneto and xavier's playbook and he was like "Ooh, a secret mutant island me too listen i was very relevant in 2015 but now it looks like it's all mutants and i want to stay relevant i gotta get on the trends yeah mutant islands are where it's at so so doom makes his own mutant island yep he does and he's like, they can't go to Krakoa, because I might need them in the inevitable f war against you guys. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's the, just like, no. Everyone Fantastic Four related. Doom, the Fantastic Four, they're all like, the mutants are a problem, and we're going to have to fight them at some point. Right. You know what's funny, though, about this? Like, yeah. That is clearly, like, very much what's happening here. Like, the mutants are, are kind of out of their minds. <laughs> this book in particular, this issue, like, by the time I was done with it, I was like, you know, the Fantastic Four really are not coming at this the right way. Really? Like, I, I was just I, like, for me, really... I'm, I'm on their, I'm on their side. No, like I get it. <laughs> I get where they're coming from a hundred percent, and like I get the whole like parent thing. I right. totally understand it. I just feel like they're totally attacking. They're too aggressive. They're too aggressive. Like it's just like guys. It's just... Well, it, almost like they're being written to be too aggressive, so that it's very, so that it's cl not clearly one sided. Mm -hmm. Like if if the Fantastic Four were to maintain, if they were all Ben Grimm. Because Ben in this issue was like, y'all screwed up. Everybody screwed up. But then he went anyway. But then he went anyway. Well, because they're family. Right. You got to back your family. Like, he's like, I got to go. 
Yeah. I agree with them in terms of you guys being jackasses, but at the end of the day, you know, screw those mutants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the Fantastic Four infiltrate. Do, 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 do you see this general region right here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Well, I wanted to see Wolverine. <laughs> and it was only until afterwards that I noticed that it, you also got a great rack in there, too. It's fine. It's, it's off called the Off the rack. rack. It's fine. Come on. We're fine. Yeah, we're, only, we're only finally uh, living up to our namesake. Here we are. Um... Yeah, no, I, I just, it's just funny how, <laughs> I feel like Wolverine's like sniffing my hair. <laughs> like, um, it, it's, they're just so aggressive and like, and well, there's only four issues. We got, we got to really amp I up know, the action Both here. sides are like completely incorrect and there's like a true danger to these kids right now. Yeah. It's just so funny how not, you know paying attention they are to that because they're just like, ah, but everybody's got a plan yeah. for Franklin. Everybody's totally. got a plan yep. for Franklin. Yeah, Reed's got a plan, Xavier's got a plan, and Doom Doom's got a plan. a plan. Like, Kitty's literally the only person who's just like, literally, I just want you to do whatever you want to do. Right. I well, wa- that's her MO. I know, and I'm like, thank you, but she's a mutant. And she's and- dead. Well. Which is going to be great because whenever they resolve the conflict, Franklin will not have his anchor. Right. So it'll be even, even more of, an, of a vulnerable place. Sure. His only, like, connection <laughs> to this world will be gone. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. So. But yeah. No. So uh, that's fun. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, Doom makes Sentinels that look like Doctor Doom. Of course he does. Because you can't, you can't just have Sentinels. They'd be like Doom I like Sentinels. that. I'm glad. Because, like, I, I feel like the Sentinel design, while, like, iconic and I would miss it, mm-hmm. is fundamentally flawed most of the time because fuchsia... Yeah. And aggression slash evil, not hand in hand. I just don't feel like it's a, it's a good marriage, you know? Mm. In my younger days, I would have been like, the Sentinels are pink. Right. Why are they pink, no, though? I have no, I Nimrod's like, pink. He's white and pink. He looks like a, like, a, like a six-year-old's bedroom, and he's the most aggressive Sentinel of them all. Or he looks super modern and sleek. Does he? Yeah, that like he's on top heavy. It's white, but it's that white sleek look. Yeah, with, like, the highlight with of the color. highlight of, of pink. It's like Tron. No, <laughs> because no one's pink in Tron. It's like Tron, um, but I definitely had a struggle with a little bit with the fact that they got on the island without any issues. We didn't even bother to explain it. Yeah, I, I I think because we were like, hey, how about this? Um, we don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like consider. I mean, like I know there are some people who are off world, but you do have um, what you call it? Yeah. Um, oh, who is it? Uh, Tom Cassidy. Yeah. Who's supposed to be so tied into like ev- like the flora and fauna of the island? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, I feel like regardless of them flying or not, like something would have felt off, right? And there would have been like some sort of like warning. Yeah. But I get it. They like for the story's sake, they just need them to get through. Totally. Yeah, and um, I'm glad they did. By the way, because I was like, listen. If anyone's going to, it's going to be a post-Hickman Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I love that. Like, what, th- I put it together as the X-Men were putting it together. Where they were like, oh my god, they're here. I'm like, oh my god, they're there! Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a fun book. I, that one, this this restored reader confidence. I was like, oh, I'm reading the rest of it. I do love Cyclops being put in this role of like trying to like, hey, okay, hey guys, no, we, look, we don't have the kids. We don't. Right, and they're also like, being like, we don't buy it. Okay, okay. They are gonna 
come we here. We don't have the kids. But they're still coming. But we we were supposed to have the kids. Right. This is like a like, like a 90s movie where it's like, oh my God. Yeah. We got to keep mom and dad away until we find the kids. Yeah, don't <laughs> tell mom the babysitter's dead. What are we going to do? Oh my gosh. It was great. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was a great issue. The art, again, no complaints. Right. Like I had previously. Did, did Doom explain how Kitty and I guess the other mutants don't have their powers? No. Does he uh, just kinda, it feels like he just kind of hand waves it. Valeria kind of butts in, and then they, and then like he just takes that as an opportunity to be like, and let's never talk about that again. Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't he do that? I know. I saw that was very was smart, realistic. And I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. No. Okay. No, Not really. Just, I don't think so. He just literally was just like, and moving on. Right. Exactly. I, I, I enjoyed this issue. So check that out if you are of a mind. Um, I, I will also mention just as a passing, Amazing Spider-Man number 40. I read that. Uh, it's from Spencer. Uh, it's that, fine. That cover has a really sort of like... Very 90s. Yeah. Uh, and it's deliberately done so, I think, because Chance is the main villain and Chance is like a relic. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It has a lot of kinetic action. It has a lot of like moving parts. Um, you know, characters are fighting, but, you know, neither of them knows the true reason for the fight. Like, it's, it's well-crafted. Okay. Um, there's also a lot of like... Status quo shifts slash last page reveals that are that felt very Spider-Man. This, this felt like a very classic 90s Spider-Man comic. Okay. But not in a, like, deliberately pandering kind of way. So, if you love Spider-Man, it's another one for your collection. It's another one! It's an another one! How about another one? That's that's how I feel about that. It's just, it's just pretty good. Right. You know? Um, it, it's, and it, I think it might be a good indication that it's heading in the right direction. Okay. Uh, you got anything by yourself? Uh, uh, yeah, I was just doing like a, kind of what you were doing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Constantine number four, hey. uh, came out, sorry, Hellblazer, John Constantine Hellblazer, <laughs> Sandman universe, John Constantine Hellblazer from DC Blacklist. Yes. Um, came out number four, uh, like the last three issues wrapped up a little mini arc. Um, it's it's continually to be it's continuing to be good. Good, um, okay. It's really well written. It's a lot of fun. Um, John has put together like a classic look for himself. Yeah, that he gets made fun of via the like fallen angel that lives in his phone. <laughs> it's just like okay. you look like a hipster, and he's like, I had this outfit way before that. <laughs> that did you sound like a hipster? Yeah, and he ends up running in to like a uh, very sort of like organic like green like oatsy kind of like magic user okay named uh tommy willow tree who's like been looking for him he's mm -hmm. like a big fan and you know like after john like blipped out and was gone he kind of tried to tr fill in like stuff oh. like that and he's like he's got a whole mystery he wants john to help him with and john's like i hate you <laughs> i hate everything about you yeah. john's outfit is immediately like destroyed via a like it's it's a poop goblin oh, okay. of some kind that, like, Tommy uses, um, like, magic to destroy in the wrong way, so it just goes all over John. He's like, did not need you to do that. Right. You do not need to help me. <laughs> so John's immediately back to his old grungy look Yay. instantaneously. Okay. And um, basically Tommy's like, here's what's happening. Like, there's, like, all these, like, weird, like, magical ripples that have been going through England. And, like, I, I tracked them. Or one. Yeah, I guess it's England. Yeah. And um, I was like, is it London? No, it's, it's wider than that. Right. Um, and he's like, oh, like, you know, it makes, like, a pattern. And he shows him to it, and it's, like, inappropriate. <laughs> it's like a dick. It is a dick. Yeah. John's like, ha! Ah, <laughs> ah, look at that. They know you're watching. <laughs> um, 
Because he's like, oh, is it a pentagram? He's like, no. And he no. shows it to him. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's it's great. An, it's an eighth grader. Um, yeah, that's funny. But the point is, is that John has to like work with this guy. And this guy like is really knowledgeable, but he's like also over the top. And like, he's like, weirdly enough, like he calls it the mystic arts, which of course John, is, he's like, oh my God, shut up. Oh, that's funny. Like, yeah. he's like, no, only losers say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but... The guy's good, like, he knows what he's doing, and, like, he's just, like, he recognizes that he's at, like, the end of his, like, skills. Like, he's, everything that he could possibly have learned, he has learned. Right. So like, now... Based on his abilities. And he's, like, now that John's back, he's, like, I, you gotta... Maybe he can kill me. You gotta, no, you gotta step up, and you gotta, like, you know, jump back into the role of, like, taking care of stuff like yeah. that. And, like, John's, like, I don't usually save the world unless it asks. Right. It's not how it works. Plus, like, I don't think this is in the DC universe. I think it's, like, separate. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is not the same Constantine. Because this is like an age, an, an older Constantine. It, it is and it isn't. This Constantine is a Constantine that was pulled out of uh, like the the end of the world because of um, Tim from Books of Magic, right? And put into another place. Okay. So this could be any time, mm. or like any place. You it know could what I mean? Be like like it, Constantine it, does everything in the DC universe. They take him out. They put him here. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. it could just be like this is outside of continuity. No, I, 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 I assume they're I, operating outside kind. I really and I, I haven't really thought about it either way because they're not really running into anybody else. Right. So like I'm just like, oh, it's kinda like how Hellblazer used to be. Exactly. Would that, kind I of... think they're I think that's probably like a marching order from them, yeah. Um, but um John's having a hard time because he's realizing that this guy is younger and he's nicer and he's effective <laughs> and he's just like really feeling his age uh-huh. and how like not great he is at everything, so he takes him drinking. Okay. Just like you know, he's just like yeah, I'll take him drinking because, you know. That'll reduce him a little bit. Yeah, and then, like, that guy can totally handle his liquor. No mm. problem. So it's just like, John's like, I can't do anything. Right, he's better than me. Yeah, and, and so he's just dealing with all of that. Um, the guy tries to get him to take on the relics that he's meant to have. Yeah. And then John throws up on him. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this book a lot because it does go into, like, a, a um, examination of Constantine as a character. Yeah. And if you are reading this or you're interested in it and you want to grab it, um, this is an interesting jumping on point, but you're going to like be slightly confused as to maybe later events. Sure. So you might want to go back and grab like that zero issue that explains how he got there. Yes. But you don't need the previous three issues to really get what's happening. Oh, cool. Like John Tynan does a good job of like filling you in here and there, but it also might um, make you want to go back and read Hellblazer. Right. Like classic. Yeah. And so like, I think that's, it's a really cool gateway. Yeah. You know, so... That, that's Let's it. hope I, DC I, is putting it in print. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there that like I'm still reading this book and I and I love, I love it. Nice. And it's clear that the team loves it too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah. Because it's you know not always that 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 case. Exactly. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, Batman: Curse of the White Knight because sure. it's like there's a, there's swashbucklers on it. Yes. Uh, man, Murphy really wants you to get in on this like swashbuckler thing, which it's I was a, like, I couldn't care less about the swashbuckler angle, but like. Whatever he really cares about it, and it's a lot of fun. His favorite um, part of Watchmen was obviously the pirate, the Black Freighter. Yeah, yeah why wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, I will say this. Uh, so it's from Sean Gardner Murphy. It's a sequel to uh, White Knight. Um, a lot's happened. I feel like a lot could have happened in half the amount of issues, but you wouldn't get nearly as many of those beautiful Sean Gordon Murphy images. Right. As a result, uh, it is p- this whole series is. Pure, unadulterated Sean Gordon, Sean Gordon Murphy Batman indulgence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is barely a comic book. This is essentially Sean Gordon Murphy playing with action figures on YouTube. And you're just there to watch him have fun. Okay. And see what cool figures he has. 
maybe I have some of those figures too. Like it's it's that kind of like nostalgia watching. Okay. There are moments in it. Uh, for example, you know, Azrael becomes Batman in this series. He redoes that spectacular panel from Batman 500 of Azrael Batman like flying backwards into Gotham. For, like shot for shot recreates it, but it's better. You know, because oh, Sean Gordon Murphy's right, doing right. it. And uh, he, there's uh, no more Batmobiles left, except one. Which one is it? It's the 89 Batmobile from the movie. And Batman's like, that's my favorite. And someone says, well, you'd have to be nuts. And he says, well, then let's... Like, there's a big twist. Oh, my God. It turns out that, like, Bruce Wayne isn't really a Wayne because, like, the Waynes of, like, the 18th century or whatever, like, at some point or other, they switched. You know, and, like, pirates re- like replace them and whatnot. Like, Asriel is more of a Wayne than Bruce Wayne is in the lineage of Waynes. But, like, it doesn't change anything. And it's the kind of reveal that, like, you knew when you when they first introduced these characters. Right. So, you know, the big reveal that they really, really, that he really, really wants you to, like, blow your freaking mind about or, like, freak out about, pull your hair out, it, it's kind of like, yeah. No, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, no, I saw that. Like, I know that. Yeah, what... Oh, did you not think I knew that already? Like, is that the idea here? Like, it's... But the literally all of that is just splitting hairs. Like, the reason to read this book is because you're looking at the book, and uh, it, it's great looking. Mm-hmm. And it's not stupid. You know, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense within the rules of its own universe. It's having a lot of fun. And clearly I'm not alone in thinking this is a great series because DC has decided to give him his own imprint. Yeah, the Murphyverse? The Mur- well, Murphy considers He's it the Murphyverse, it but I think it's called the White Knight imprint. Yeah. And the idea here is that Murphy's going to like be dictating where the stories are going and what books they're going to be doing, but he's not going to be writing slash drawing all of them. I would say he's probably not going to do most of them. So is this like the Sandman universe under DC Black Label? Yeah. It's the White Knight universe? It's the White Knight universe under, under the DC, DC Black, Black Label. Label. Again, another book marginalizing slash further taking the teeth out of, or at the very least, diminishing whatever the hell Black Label is supposed to be. Black Label is just whatever. It's like Vertigo and Elseworlds. It's just a reason for us not to put a number slash rating on it. Yeah. All we got to do is just put that logo on it. Done. Murphyverse. Part of the reason why Curse the White Knight works so well, and part of the reason why I'm giving it so many allowances, despite it's kind of like you know, it, it taking too long mm-hmm. is that it's written and drawn by Sean Gordon Murphy. I don't know if this universe can sustain four tie-ins or four spin-off And they'll be written by different, other people yeah. and drawn by different people. Yeah. And we've already seen them. You know, we've already had like the White Knight Victor Freeze book. We've already had like, I think there's another one too. But the idea here is that we, we've all, like, I, I'm sure they were testing it out. And honestly, like that Victor Freeze book. You didn't like it? Cover was great. Oh, I, I liked it. It was good. I just didn't good. care enough. Okay. You know, it was like, right. Well, what's funny is like the Curse of the White Knight just did, never drew me in. Like I read the first one and I was like, this isn't for me. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, But you did enjoy the Victor Free series. Put me like, put like put pirates in, in a movie and I'm, I'm in. Right. But pirates, pirates on, on page. Comic, I just kick it into Well, they're them. not, they're really not in it much. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I was but just making a reason. Yeah, but it's. Because there is no reason. I just, no. It, did, it didn't appeal to me, but the Victor Freeze one, I, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it was like the best it wasn't. It wasn't like amazing. It was just pretty good. And at that point, if it's gonna be pretty good, why not just make it in continuity then? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, if you're do, if you're just gonna do something that's kind of okay, mm-hmm. then it doesn't need to exist. 
but you get so many amazing visuals that it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, so it, it's one of those things. It's it, it's like uh, it's like Superman in All Star Superman, where he's like, "There's got to be something I can't help, Lois." Like, you know, normally I'd be like, "Well, this book doesn't need to exist, so it shouldn't exist." But like, just looks so pretty. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and and it's not trying to be more than it is. It's just too long. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. it. It's just taking longer to get there because you got to fill in the gaps. Uh, I've been neglecting the super chats. I want to jump into those. Yeah, let's do it. But uh, so let, let me just move on. But uh, Eat That Horse has a comment where he said, I may have bad info, but I thought Lee was pretty much put to bed. Any ideas of merging with Marvel or a 5G being a total reboot? Sorry if I heard it wrong. I want to just read it because it's so short. What yeah. Jim Lee said. We've been with Warner Brothers for decades. Fact. Nothing new there. The actual strategy for DC is to put publishing at center of what we do. Makes sense. They're a publishing company. It's the engine of all the movies, TV, cartoons, and that we do. Yep. Again, didn't need to be said. Yeah. And so it's my intent going forward as the publisher, italics on the, to lean into the collective years of my team. That, that just says we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Because, yeah. like, we're not going to make cartoons based off of nothing. So what else are we going to do? Yeah. We're not going to make movies based off of new ideas. We're going to be using the things we've made in our 80-year history, right? Lee also said, to address some stuff that's out there. There's rumors, speculation. He addresses that they exist. <laughs> I, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put any credence into it. Yeah, that that's where I'm like, that's where it like, feels why like... why are you being so careful? No, again, it could be one of those things where it's just like, ah, I should have said this. Yeah, I should have said, they're horseshit, or, <laughs> who, or, or they're lies. But or all he can take is what he said. And... Yeah, but I wouldn't put any credence into it. DC has been around for 85 years, and will be around for another 85 years. I hope to be doing this panel in 85 years. Like, just, I wouldn't put any credence into it. We're not going anywhere. But that's... That's not what he said. No. He said, we've been, DC's been around for 85 years and we'll be around for another 85 years. Again, like it's, it's a nice sentiment, but when you actually look at what it's like at the language within it, when you're talking about corporations and, and executives, you gotta think about doublespeak Mm -hmm. and nothing is, yes, Batman will be around for 85 years. Yes. Superman will be around for 85 years. Yes. The DC Pantheon will be around forever. You said nothing new. You've yeah. not instilled investor confidence. Right, right. Uh, it's hard to talk about things we haven't announced. Intention not to do a line-wide reboot. What does that even mean? Our focus in talking to editorial team is to continue what we've done best. Character-driven stories, pairing the right creators on the right characters, and developing characters that are inclusive and diverse. There's nothing there. Some of that is like, he felt like he had to say something and it's like out of the handbook. It's right. Like, here's what you can say. You can say, we are going to continue to do the best job we can. Yeah. So. That's that's not news. No. He might as well have said nothing. But people are treating it like it's, in a, like it's a statement and it's it's just not. Uh, no, again, it could just be the language that he chose and like yeah, maybe ma- that was a mistake on but his But that's part. also not a good indication as like the sole publisher that he can't issue a Claire statement. Well, you know, he just needs to get a good PR person. Great. Another employee at DC. <laughs> Patrick Lawson. Hey, Silent Tiff. You Hi. are my content creator happy place. Oh, thank you. Thanks, man. I miss Comic Kitchen. I learned how to make better burgers because Aww. of you guys. 
<gasps> yeah, that was all her. Yay. Uh, if you haven't watched it already, watch Tiffany make a big belly burger. They're great. Those are good. Yeah. How do I get the But That's Not How That Works merch? Um, do we have, we have a sticker. Yes. Uh, how we, do you... all, we both looked to the left like it was just sitting there. It's not. <laughs> it's in a totally different room, in a box. <laughs> but uh, right now, the way you can get it is to go to the ZapCon on March 28th. <clears throat> yeah. Go to ZapCon in Wayne, New Jersey. A, we don't have like a store? No. We should. Maybe. We it's should. been almost six years. We probably should have had a store by now. Probably. But yeah, go to ZapCon on March 28th on Saturday in Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, ZapConNJ.com, I think. I don't know. But uh, we're going to have a panel and we sell merch. Posters, stickers, all the stickers will be there. That's not how that works. Uh, and then he ran so fast. Uh, and never addressed, never explained. Yeah. Plus a bunch of like little stickers that like showcase your, your love of the channel. Yes. Rusky 9110 picked up Far Sector after hearing about it on the show. Glad I did. It's everything I always wanted the Green Lanterns should be. I'm glad to hear that, man. Nice. It's a good series. And uh, the art's, you know, up there. Uh, some friend, friendless bastard... <laughs> Supachetta to help with deceased underperforming. Oh, Aww, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, you don't so have to much. do that. I, I do appreciate it, though. Thank you. It, it, it performed fine. It just didn't perform to expectations. Right. Uh, Ronald <clears throat> Caterisano says, How's it going? With a hilarious gif of a. I think it's a fat bird. I don't know. I think it's a pear. It could be a pear. I'm like, I'm like. 85% sure it's But I like I like seeing these, these little, these little emotes. Thank you very much, man. Uh, NG Demigod. Tiffany, I miss Saga. What recommendations do you have? So, see, it's the problem with that. Like, Saga feels such a, like, a niche. Yes. You know what I mean? But there's nothing quite like there's it. There's nothing quite like it out there, and it depends on the reason that you dig it. Like, for me, it was that family element, and mm -hmm. so I'm always looking for books that, like, examine different types of families, and so that's why I really gravitated towards uh, Once in Future, because right. even though it's an action-adventure story that surrounds, like, Arthurian lore, there is this, like, family dynamic there, which, like, is a common thread throughout it, and a, a kind of a common thread throughout the Arthurian lore as well. Yeah. So it depends. It depends on why you dig it. You know what I mean? Like, if you like the crazy space stuff, there's a bunch of crazy space comics out there. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it really depends on what what niche... What it is Or what niches for. it hit that you are looking for. Yeah, I mean, if, quite and if you haven't already read God Country, that's another <clears> one. Yeah. It's like, it's a sh these are all shorter. Nothing's quite as long... That's true. As, like, Saga is, but, like, yeah. Uh, Felix Nolasco, what do you think of Ten of Swords? That's what they're calling it. The next uh, X-Men thing. Yeah. Uh, X of Swords, I was like, that sounds horrible. But Ten of Swords, suddenly better. Uh, apparently, Ten of Swords also is, like, an expression, which means nothing good. I'll tell you that. Oh, really? uh, it, it's a it, it means, like, foreboding uh, and, and finality. Uh, it also has a Mark Brooks cover where everyone's wielding swords, including Cyclops with a uh, backwards hand. He, they screwed up him drawing his hand. So his hand's like backwards. Oops. And upside, uh, listen, like, that's going to happen. I know, I know. And he has a lightsaber, though. But it looks like some of those swords are like representations. Oh, you know why them. it means that? No. Because the, I was like, what's the tarot meaning for that? Because swords are a um, part of the tarot deck. Yes. And so the Ten of Swords... Um, depending on which way it's facing, um, if it's upright, it means painful endings, deep wounds, betrayal, loss, and crisis. If it's reversed, it's recovery, regeneration, and resisting an inevitable end. Mm, well, we've been seeing that other part of it. Yeah. So I think we're heading towards the other Interesting. one. Interesting. So, good, cool. Well, and they were holding the swords upright? Uh, they were, yes. Yes, yeah, so that's upright. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. 
I was like, wait, wait, hey, let's bring some tarot knowledge. I into know. here. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it sounds cool. Plus, we have, like, uh, legends about swords within the X-Men mythos now. Yeah. Not to mention, of course, magic, soul sword, and whatnot. So, swords! Makes sense. Swords have been a thing. Uh, hell, plus there's that, like, Cerebro blade. Yeah. That Magneto made that looks a lot like that blade that uh, severed Krakoa and Arrakis. Right, and in um, Excalibur, there is the sword that... Um, Unites the, England or Well, whatever. that the Braddocks used to wield, but now, um, what's his name, had... Brian? Brian had one that he didn't want anymore, and they buried it. Yeah. Swords. Cash money in the bank with a big old donation. Thank you so Thank much, you man. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm back. The baby's happy and healthy. <gasps> um, congratulations, Yay! man. Hey, congratulations, Dad. Uh, last time you called him Little Kal-El, a good guess, his name is Clark. Oh! Not after Superman, but the association didn't hurt. I listened to Comic Pop during late night diaper changes and feedings. Now to catch up on some comics. Excellent, oh, man. man. Thank you so much. Congratulations, congratulations on you Clark. And your family. Yeah, good name, that by the way. That is a good great name. name. Uh, so, congratulations, oh my man. Gosh. That's so wonderful. Uh, TB, how's. Uh, Get some sleep. How's your leap day? <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. Uh, how's your leap day? Plus, I wanted to let you guys know that the stream works on the phone again. Yay! Awesome. I'm super excited for Harbor Patrol. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, first of all, leap day was good. We had a good time. We did. Uh, that you know, Leap Day is also Superman's birthday. Yeah. So remember that in another four years. Uh, I'm glad to hear the the stream's working. And yeah, Harbor Patrol. We will we re-released it because if you go on DC Universe's app, they have a uh, show that is uh, uh, their their own people, and they play a RPG in the DC Universe. Um, this is a good year or so after we did that and pitched that idea to them. Uh, so check out Harbor Patrol, and if you do, hey, uh, Harbor Patrol should be coming back someday in the near future. Um, we're planning it out, you know, because I but with like tweaks, you know. I, I feel like I did too much with the green screen. I really don't want to do that again. Uh, lighting could have been better, um, but otherwise, I mean, we had a good time, and it's a good nail show. It next time. Yeah, nail. Who knows? Maybe it'll be live. <gasps> what? CJ Levin, happy to see your recent back issues have been picking up traction. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you, same thank here. You. I am also happy to see that. Who's not happy about that? Right? Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are not happy about that. Oh. There's a couple of uh, thumbs downs on those episodes, and I'm sure that's them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Caden McGregor. Hey, guys, recently had it pointed out to me that Hawks and Pox, when Cypher first goes to Krakoa, he seemingly infects some plants with the transmode virus. What do you think in light of X Men number eight? I, yeah, you know, it's funny. That's always one of those things that, like, I can never tell which way it was going. Because it's like, is it he putting it into the the island or was it going into him? You right. know what I mean? Like, since Krakoa is a sentient being as well. Yeah. Or I was like, is that how um, the artist was choosing to draw him communicating? Exactly. It's, it's that, that, I'm with you there. Because that, that, I know exactly what panel you're talking about. Because <clears throat> yep. that has been like. You've been uh, talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it, I promise. Yeah, uh, yeah. But for now, I guess we could talk about giant size X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost. Okay. Uh, did you read that one? I did. Uh, okay. Wait, hang on. Do you, want, do you How many more do you have? Uh, that, I mean, like, Superman? Okay, and then X-Men, obviously. Yeah. I've got two more, so this works okay, out great. great. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so yeah, giant size X-Men, Emma Frost, and Jean Grey uh, by Hickman and Russell Dowderman. It is largely a silent issue in mm -hmm. which it turns out Storm is infected with some kind of a mechanical virus. Yeah, from being in the thing. Yeah. Or being near the vault. Being near the vault. Not in it, sorry. She was she was near it. That's it. I totally forgot those people were in the yeah, vault. Yeah, me too. I was like <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what do you mean the vault? They're not she's not stuck in there. Oh my god, she was attacked by it. Right. No, I was like, I completely forgot anyone was stuck in there. Right. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, that's gonna come around. Yeah. 
<laughs> but story-wise, that's what happened. And uh, so it's setting up things like Storm's been the largest champion of Krakoa. She's like the, you know, she's the voice of Krakoa, essentially. Yeah. Uh, she's also the water communication method for, for telepaths. So uh, the question is, you know, why Storm? Like, everyone is affected by Krakoa and the recent status quo. Everyone is hurt in some way or is getting there. Like, Xavier gave his life yeah. to preserve Krakoa. You know, Wolverine has his own book and it's going in, other, in its own direction. Cyclops is largely affected by it. Nightcrawler has his own things. Uh, Colossus has, like, crippling depression as a result of his experiences with Krakoa. Kitty's dead and can't go through portals. Like, everyone is, like, hurting slash has a new status quo as a result of this new status quo for the mutants. Mm -hmm. Storm has one, too. What does that mean for the future? And what does it mean as well, far she's as she's 30 days, right? right. It's going to kill her in 30 days. Exactly. they got to figure it out. Uh, so, but, you know, who knows? Maybe they could just kill her and then bring her back. And then there, it's reset. I mean, I whatever. Guess. Death doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Only for mutants, though. Right. But, yeah, uh, I wanted you to, I, I figured, like, that was the story. But, like, I wanted you to weigh in because it's a largely silent issue. It's just Dowderman swinging for the fences when yeah. it comes to the art. What do you think of his art, typically? I, I thought, I think it's good. I mean, like, normally, uh, when it comes to Russell Dowderman, I hear his name a lot, but when I see a book by him, I'm largely like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, it's never blown me away. Yeah, no, and, like, I really struggled with this, um, from the art side of it, because there are some times where I'm like, why did they pick this artist? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. then there are some moments where I'm just like, oh, my God, like, the art goes from being like really spectacular, having a lot of meaning and um, some like really strong layouts to just being like, okay. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with Datterman's work to be able to say like, oh, well, he's stronger in this area. You know what I mean? Like, right. When we see those like two lions and then like see Jean and Emma conjure their relationship with Storm in sand. Yes. Like, that whole sequence I thought was really incredible because it's like, mm. you know... Yeah, how, like, Storm interprets each of those characters and... Well, A, just the two lines together, they're really spectacular yes. looking. And the way they kind of, like, like melted into one another, almost yeah. like a Klimt painting. <laughs> and then, like, how, like, when Emma shows hers, she says this moment, and maybe it's not, like, the best drawn person in the world, but it captures her, like, essence. Yes. Where she's just like, look, this is, like, this is the truth. I'm giving right. it the truth. Like, yeah. I don't care. There's also... Uh, I don't know why we're even bothering with this. Like, I'm, I'm a really powerful psychic. I don't need to go through lions. Well, I'm here literally just to make sure Jean doesn't die in here. Yeah. Uh, there's also a moment where, um, it's, uh, it's Emma, like, drinking and Jean's talk. Jean's looking at her. Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole page is a recreation of of a Frank Quitely depiction of those characters doing the exact same thing right. with a different character. And it's like, I, I seen a side-by-side -side comparison of that page and like, yeah, Quitely did it better, but also like, why? Like, right. why are we homaging that? Like, well, I saw it, a lot of like praise for that. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because like there is like a Quitely like feel to mm -hmm. this, but it, the problem with doing that is like when you get an artist who like has a similar style you're going to compare them yeah i don't think this is i don't think datterman looks like quite i think he, in his people he does a little bit but he's not quite like he's not quietly he's not doing that like the texture isn't there it's more no, like a smoothed but, out version of but it. the textures may not be his the the okay so quietly has like a really interesting like line quality and yeah. line texture and like that's not here but like there's a simplicity to it that quietly has in the way that he forms a human right that like 
I see like shadows of in Dowderman's work. Totally. But Dowderman is not that same feel. You no. know what I mean? And I'm not sure if some of the coloring in this book isn't hurting the art. Yeah. Here and there. But like, I like the idea of the dream like coloration that's on the book. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, no, there's, yeah, there's so... some beautiful colors in this year, in this series, but there's also some like flat. Well, yeah. And like, it's just, I don't know. Like, there's something about this art that, like, I'm not like, oh my god. Yeah, it didn't, it, it, this is not, like, a, an award-winning book, but I think it was trying to be. But I, I don't think it was trying to be. I think it's just doing what it was doing, and it was like, look, this story needs to be told through art, and so, yeah. like, you're gonna need to really do that. And I, and I think it's successful there. There's never a point yeah. in this where I'm, like, questioning nope. what's happening. No. And so it's a thousand percent successful in terms of that like it did its job totally. and it did that really well i would say yeah it's just interesting that some of the times in like some of the earlier panel stuff mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the book i'm like hey yeah yeah hey. well it feels kind of by the numbers and it's like what are you doing like uh, or i don't care or, or it's like whatever you know or it's like we just want to get to the good stuff yes i guess it's kind of what it feels like the book's trying to do yeah this issue also relies heavily on you using the cipher that i read Hickman it gave you yeah. Yeah. So I was like, got it. Cool. Cool. There's a little area here just for psychic recoveries. Yeah. Neat. neat. This also does a really interesting job of showing this bizarre relationship between these four characters. Oh really my between God. Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean, and uh, Emma Frost. Yes. Because, like, Jean is, like, escorted there by Cyclops and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. She kind of, like, you know, she's whole. Oh, no, she's escorted by Cyclops where they meet Wolverine there. Yep. She gives Wolverine a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And then takes Emma's hand. I'm right. like, what? And yeah, like Cyclops is like, hey man. Yeah. What up? Going? We're all banging, I guess, maybe or not. I don't know. It's really weird. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the camp that I don't even know if it exists that thinks that everyone is being manipulated by Xavier in some way. Sure, it could be. That like, that it's essentially like, if you read Schism or Avenger vs. X-Men, it's like, why doesn't Wolverine and Cyclops just fucking get over with already? And it's like, and, and it's like Moira slash Xavier being like, yeah, agreed. Right. Let's see what would happen if that happened. And then when the when this whole thing gets rebooted, uh, they can go back to not like sleeping with each other, but we know that like they would if these circumstances were very specifically catered towards this shit. Yeah. And it's like, it's just bizarre. I don't know. I'm like... What do you? For me, I'm like, why are you burying the lead if you're gonna be so overt about I it? I kind sometimes? of, I kind of like it. I don't know. I like it. I think it's interesting. That's fair. I, I think it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> what? If you, you're on camera. Oh, I know. I think like, it's me. Like, hi. Well, I can't, I can't reach the keyboard. Well, just, just tell me to move it. I wanted to just look. They can see me. Hi. I'm still here. Um, I do like that they show in this issue like a Krakoan egg. Yeah, well, I thought that was like part of the experience where it's like we're seeing it in her mind, but like that they regrew her. But then it, you know, no, it's like well, a, then you turn the page. And yeah, it's, not and it's, that. it's a flower, and yeah. like yeah, it's just it's it's just again, it's a lot of. Well, cool I think it's visuals. a warning because it's like if you if we just kill her and regrow it, we'll get this. Right, like it'll be doom, mechanical doom. Yeah, which is what everyone's terrified of. Yeah, of course. Um, you know what I think it is? There's something I think off about the way Storm is drawn. Mm, so I like maybe Storm. Maybe that's in this. what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's because you don't see her very much. Like there is no. Like, well, this is better here, but like when she's laying, I don't know. I just I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. There's some stuff that just seemed, felt a little off. But overall, like I said, like the book relies entirely on Dowderman's ability to tell a story through art, and so like it's successful because 
there wasn't a doubt in my mind as I was reading this what was happening. Yeah. Like, they have, like, entire conversations between the two of them without yeah. ever saying anything. And, and that's incredibly successful. Yeah, so, like, I really can't fault it. It's no. just, there's just something there. I'm not quite, like, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it's... But I do love that. We can like, leave it as, a, it, is, it is successful. It's successful. It really is. Yeah. It is. And I do love that, those two, like, when they first show up with the two lions, and they're like this. Oh, and when they're leaning on each like, other, yeah. And they're like question marks and then they present the question to them and I'm yeah like, that's it's just Solid. very cool yeah it's, it's really neat uh, silvery cricket says i think krakoa is in the food and that makes the mutants okay with everything food on the island is all grown there which would explain why kitty isn't allowed on the island because when she phases all the krakoan uh would all the all of krakoa would not well, I guess I guess it's like you know it's possible that her phasing ability would like if there was something that would shouldn't be there yeah, or that would maybe, affect her, maybe yeah. it would leave. Uh, but the kitty thing, I'm excited to see what the reveal is. Yeah, what is the reason? Yeah, what is that? Well, and I think I guess there could be something in the food. I mean, like, well, it's implied. Certainly, there's something. Krakoa's keeping secrets, and I think that part of it is. Uh, addressed a little bit in the most recent X-Men issue. Yeah, which we will get to. And I think that part of it is, like, part of... Nightcrawler addresses probably why Kitty's not allowed on the island. Yeah. Uh, so, but Flywheel, Flywheel Scheister helping us out. Thank, Thank you very you so much, much, Flywheel. Uh, and Ben Bastion, why don't we have Vertigo anymore? Is it a Marvel TV problem where people hate people? Like, there are so many imprints now just to get Vertigo back. Uh, the, the Vertigo thing, I honestly don't know why... Um... They chose to shut the line down. I know the like Vert other than having um same in universe, Vertigo's imprint had kind of been like languishing. Yeah. Like occasionally it would come out with a book here and there. It yep. was spotty at best, and a lot of it was just used to reprint things. Like when they did the uh anniversary like of Sandman, that's yeah. they put it through there. And right. like it, it just feel it felt like they weren't giving the attention and it's like I guess they felt like maybe instead of dealing with that like trying well, letting to... it just fall apart or... right and like i think they thought like all right we'll give sam and universe a chance if it doesn't work we're just gonna fold it in and yeah. i mean i guess it didn't get the numbers they wanted it definitely didn't get the numbers they wanted and so i think they made a business decision to fold it in Agreed. i'm not sure i agree with their choice um, no but also like there's no room for vertigo anymore because image exists i like they'll, you'll never get a better deal like vertigo is a crappy deal when you think about it like, if you are a, a, a creator, especially, like, if you're on the rise or if you are an underutilized or underappreciated creator and you do something mind-bendingly amazing, yeah. you don't own it. No, And you'll it, never own it's it. It's true, but it's like, let's say you are a creator who wants to tell a story about John Constantine right. or Alec Holland or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you want to tell a, a dark, gritty story in the DC universe. Well, now it's Black Label, and even then it's questionable if you can do it there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Vertigo was supposed to be that bastion of, like, you want to tell, like, a really adult story in this universe. Well, and have it be incredibly, like, good. Like, it has, well, to, like, it's a, it's a signal of quality. It usually is. Vertigo has definitely put out some things that are not great. You, I've definitely seen some, like, one-offs or, or just some random, like, trades sure. in stores that are just Vertigo, because Vertigo, at one point, was publishing a lot. Yeah. And, and it had, like, the image issue. Where it's yes, just, like, where it's, like, too much. It, they can't all be good. Right. Can't, it can't all be good. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. But, uh, but let, let, let's... Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um... Let's talk about... 
Ghost Rider. Go, Ghost, Ghost Rider number five. Number five. Yes, I remember you were very hyped about this because it was... Heart uh, of Darkness. Heart of Darkness, number, yeah. Uh, two, yeah. part one, uh, by Ed Brisson and Juan Frigeri. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, like, immediately out of the gate, like, Wolverine and Punisher meet up. Yeah. Punisher's like, aren't you supposed to be on your creepy orgy island? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, literally, he says, like, throwing orgies on your on your island that's amazing like and wolverine and wolverine's like yeah no i i i i heard about this this whole like fiery like a person with a who's on fire who killed like some cops right and i had to come here to make sure it wasn't one of ours okay sure if that's your reason whatever that's the reason they say he went there and i guess that's true like maybe now with the new Mm -hmm. new status status quo quo, they're like if if this if this mutant if it was a mutant committed a crime they have to come back to krakoa we gotta go grab him and bring him back yeah well they have to face justice which they did do with sabretooth so they are yeah keeping up with that they put him in a hole i think it's because sabretooth made it inconvenient for them but yeah sure but um because apocalypse is running around a bit but apocalypse hasn't done anything yet that they can oh he's been doing things for like a thousand years i'm just saying but they they, everything's forgiven right from that like for everything in the past you're cool it's very convenient anything going forward is it oh yeah no that's when we'll get you i get it um, Johnny Blaze is staying in a motel with Mephisto. Okay. Like, all chained up. Like, yeah. In a ridiculous... Like, it's a, it's a comical amount of chains. <laughs> well, it is. It's a comic. Yeah. Um, And, like, Mephisto's like, hey, listen, let's make a deal. You let me go, and I'll tell you all of Lilith's plans. And, like, Johnny's like, that doesn't really work out for me usually. No. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, no deal. I'm just literally not gonna do that. And, like, essentially, Johnny's like, I want to know... Like about these demons who were trying to let you, like who were trying to free you, and he's like, "You're an idiot. They weren't trying to free me. They're trying to kill me." Mm-hmm. Because Lilith's mad at everybody. Sure, she's mad that I gave up the throne and I gave it. Then that you have it. <laughs> she's just mad, right? And like she's gonna come for you. She's <clears throat> building an army of like demons who were mad at you. Yeah. And um, like Johnny also accuses him of like having more power than like Mephisto's is like, "I don't have that much power. You you think I have like influence, but like." Other demons have been, like, using my face, basically, like, looking like me to make deals with other people. Yay! And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. We don't see that in here, necessarily. <laughs> we don't like, see, like, a list of all the books that have been, that are not like, in canon. That's a really fun idea, right? Yes. Too bad it's happening now, but wouldn't that be an amazing way? Oh, to undo one more day. <laughs> that wasn't Mephisto at all. Yeah, ha That would be amazing. Um... <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Danny Ketch is in the cemetery, talking to his mom. His grave. Oh, like he used to. Yeah, he's just sitting on it. And he's just feeling bad for himself. Caretaker shows up and is like, "Stop with all this." Because mm-hmm. don't forget, now he is the um, not a ghost rider. Spirit of corruption. Yeah, he looks like an idiot. Yeah. So then we jump in. We remember John. Remember Danny had a bar. Yes. That he was supposed to be running. Right. Like he owns it, and he's never there. Yeah. Yeah. So like the girl who's like the bartender is just like, no, that's cool. I'll just run the bar and I'll do all the stuff and like you just get paid, I guess, right? Whatever. Yeah. So she's like, like bringing out new kegs. She's just doing all of this like manual labor, obviously yeah. now. And then like somebody comes like behind her and like is just calling her name and like tells her to turn around. And when she turns around, it's Blackheart. Oh no! I was like, God. Does he course. look like John Rated Jr. as Blackheart? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Oh, does. oh, I thought you. Oh, sorry, I was thinking Mephisto. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's yes, that's classic Blackheart. Black Good, yeah. But, all um, right, all right. Blackheart's like, hey, where's Danny Ketch? <laughs> we're like, oh, we're doing a real hard darkness. Ref- okay, cool. Why not? Um, Good. Danny's totally wasted after his conversation because like he was drinking while talking to his mom, and mm-hmm. so like he and the caretaker hop on motorcycles, and she's like, "You're drunk." Right, you can't drive that. And then there's like a, like a shot, and no. then um, Danny falls off his motorcycle mm-hmm. because somebody shot at his front tire. So like 
Danny whizzes it in record time. Oh my god. And it's Wolverine and the Punisher. Okay. And they're like, hey, you killed some cops. Right. Because we know that, like, Johnny Blaze is in hell and the other guy drives a car. Right. So you killed some cops. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. And then he transforms into the spirit of corruption and then, like, melts Wolverine's face <laughs> because everything he touches melts, right? Right, right, sure. Um, we get, like, a classic uh, Punisher, like, jumping to the side while shooting his guns and a whole yes. bunch of blams mm-hmm. as they have, like, a fight. And then the caretaker's like, oh, my God, are, are all of you dumb? Mm-hmm. Like, Yes. <laughs> we got two of these. And I kind of want to be like, honey, do you know what book you're in? Right? This is a Ghost Rider book. This is the third Heart of Darkness story. Yeah. <laughs> Except they're calling it two. Um, yeah. Bunch of bullshit. There's three. But she she stops the fight, and they pull it together, and like, Johnny's like, or uh, Danny's like, Johnny's not in hell. He's running around. Yeah, and they're like, oh. Oh. Oh, wait, really? Okay. So meanwhile, in Kentucky, Lilith and her Lillin are held up at a bar and they're interrogating someone who's going to help them um, be able to like see the information they want. Of course, it's the Orb. Oh, God. But Aaron's not writing this. I know, but there's... But Orb is a ghostwriter villain. The Orb is there and like there's like a... like like creepy looking Lillian who's like using her like claws and like raking them across his eye Ugh. and like using him to see what she needs to see. Cool. And like they basically see that like um, Johnny Blaze is like, I think that he, oh, that's right, he, that he is Mephisto. And that it's like, you're in trouble now, Lilith. And she's like, I've got an army, I'm cool, whatever. And like, yeah. this, the other, like, Lilith is like, okay, I know you like, you think you're badass and all that right. stuff. Right, but you, but no like, one's used you for 20 years. But like, Johnny Blaze has been like, going after like, sinners and like, been accruing power. Right. So like, he's no pushover. Mm-hmm. She's like, fine. So they make like a, they make a plan, essentially. Okay. Um, Johnny is currently like, as Ghost Rider, dragging Mephisto along a road, okay. trying to get him to talk. Yeah, yeah, And, like, Mephisto's like, this doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't really care. I'm really angry at you. Right, I'm I like really, doing it. I really hate you. Yeah. And uh, then, like, Johnny, like, just goes through a portal mm. and ends up in, like, a snowy area where Doctor Strange is like, hey! Hey, um... I should have been to those last two. Uh, why do you have Mephisto? Right. What are you doing? What What? What, what is this? And so, like... The next one, I think, is called Heart of Darkness, or it's just it's to be to be continued. But I'm like, that was barely anything. Yeah. I hope Wolverine and Punisher are still going to be in this because, in theory, they should be with Johnny, Johnny or with or Danny. Uh, Danny. Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be like a mashup of like several individuals that like Danny Ketch has crossed over with. Right. Okay. Um. I mean, obviously, Doctor Strange has also talked with Johnny Blaze before, but this is a supposed to be a Danny Ketch book. Right. So. But there also isn't a Johnny Blaze book, yeah, so we gotta this, deal with both. The pacing on this was a little rushed, mm-hmm. which only minorly irritates me because the first issue and the second issue were so similar to one another yeah. that like we could have like like we don't need like, we're in issue five, we're really on the like issue three. No, this again, this felt like they were like, oh no, we gotta get to the like and I'm like, mm, okay, you yeah. had some wiggle room, you just didn't use it. Yeah. So anyway, it's a fun book. If you like Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Rusky910 says, uh, Since Deceased got brought up, is Dr. Fate's outfit always look like that, or is it an Injustice costume? Uh, it's a new... It's a it's a modification. It doesn't look... It's not a very good version of his costume. Uh, also, Superman's dead in one world. Lois and the kid dead in the other means room for both in one world. I suppose. That's true. Good point. Um, 
Yeah, but no, uh, I don't like the look of Doctor Fate in DCs. I don't remember it. It's just it looks almost like his costume, but it's uh, like it's too many. Well, like, they can do whatever they want because yeah, it's not in that continuity. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just saying, like <laughs> you know, and, and he's not a he was in a tie-in, not in the main Listen, book. I so know who you're cares? a hardcore Doctor Fate fan. Exactly. Yeah. That's as long you, as the helmet looks the same, I don't give a crap. Oh, you talk about him endlessly. I do. I. By can't the way, stop. where is that replica? Yeah, where's the Doctor Fate helmet? I'm sure they've made it. We need to have I'm that. I'm sure they don't any longer. Uh, Louis Lombardi says, uh, just sending you a couple bucks. Oh, any plans you. for New Mutants on back issues with the movie coming out? See you in Seattle. Uh, thank you very much for the help. Uh, yeah, New Mutants, obviously. Demon Bear Saga. This one's doing it. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Rawr. Uh But yeah, uh, by the way, if you want to see me, uh, I'm going to be in Seattle uh, next week. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, the panel is at 4 p.m. on... Uh, on Saturday. Uh, check the community tab. I have all the details on that on the main channel here. Get the deets. It's all the deets. Check them all out. Uh, let's see. I think that is almost everybody. Uh, Lucha Dandy. Plot twist. Kitty isn't able to pass through the gates because she's Ultimate Universe Kitty who's been transported and mind whipped or something. Could be. I don't think so. Hey, you never know. Yeah, that'd be great. You never know. Uh, also, uh, Superman Batman number seven came out. Yeah. Uh, it was good. <laughs> That's. You said that like you were like, wait, what did I want to say about this? Right. It was good. Well, and it's funny because people will be like, wait, Sal, wait a minute. Like, didn't you say that this book was fine, but who cares? Well, yeah, but Nick Darrington's drawing it. So. <laughs> I love that now you're a big Darrington fan. He was on Doom Patrol like all this time and I'm like, look, look. And you're like, that's cool. And you're like, but now he's drawing Batman. Uh, yeah. Have you read Batman Universe? <laughs> it's just, he's taking all the, all the Doom Patrol stuff and putting it on Batman. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this issue, by the way, isn't as like, oh my God, as like Batman Universe was or Doom Patrol, but it's still good. You know, it's still great. And it has like that classic feel like it feels yeah. like a almost like not kirby but like an older style but yeah. like with all the modern trappings it's just a good book the idea here is that uh, zod wants to resurrect candor uh using a lazarus pit that's it uh that's a crazy idea what i know because stupid ass rogelzar killed candor off panel this is another opportunity for me to say fuck rogelzar he's the worst character retcon him out like I, I would love to do a book where like he's an asshole moron and like lobo punches him but like really just retcon him out just just get him out of here he shouldn't exist what he did to candor off panel was stupid and it's dumb and it's like needlessly cruel and i hate it and he just he's just stupid he also looks dumb and he's a horrible he has design. a very punchable face yeah but you'd like cut yourself on it <laughs> anyway it, it's it's just a good looking Great. It's a great looking issue. Mm -hmm. uh, and Williamson, of course, like tells a good story. Uh, you remember you're reading a Williamson book like halfway through it. You're like, oh, yeah, Williamson's writing this. Like with the dialogue and mm -hmm. the character de development stuff like that. But like Darrington still manages to remind you that he's amazing. Okay. Uh, it's just a good looking story. Uh, and like, oh, and it, it, this is one of those books where it's like, hey, this takes place before Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen. Sure. Uh, hey, are you loving Year of the Villain? That's okay. I'm not reading that. I don't give a fuck about Hell Arisen or Year of the Villain or anything like that. So, no skin off my back. I'll just read this. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, Zod and, Zod and Rachel Ghoul. It implies they're like teaming up, but they're not. Like, they're fighting. You know, it's Zod, Rachel's like, don't use my Lazarus pit. He's like, and Zod's okay. like, I did it 35 no. minutes ago. Oh. So the last issue or last page of this is just like it's a it's just a whole bunch of like twisted Kandorians like blasting out the Lazarus pit can attack him. Are they tiny? Yeah. Yeah, they're like ah. 
It's great. Uh, so check that out. It's a fun little book. That's like terrifying and really hard to take serious. Well, uh, yes. Just yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, Justice League Dark number 20. Oh, yeah. Came out. The last time we talked about that was like seven or 17, I should say. No, no, we finished it up last time around. That we were the the whole witching thing is over right now. Yes, no um, more Cersei. This is written by Ram V and James Tynan the Fourth. Oh, I guess this is like you're feeling the Tynan, like you know, exiting, exiting. Yeah. Um, with art by Kyle Hotz. Okay, I've heard that name. The arts. This is another fluctuating art. This is this is a consistency issue in this book, in my opinion. Ugh. Total consistency. Like first page, I was like damn like this is looking great mm -hmm. and then as we went through i was like oh, oh okay yeah like not so much um the bulk of this is is that like we want to put animal man in a book <laughs> and so animal man's here uh-huh because all of like the various colors not all of them but like many of the color like the green the red the gray yes the black are and the uh the divided mm. are are warring now because of what was done to magic. Okay. So for those who don't know, the green plant life, the red animals, animals. the gray fungus, the black rot. Yes. Dead, like death, decay, all that, mm -hmm. and uh, the divided is bacteria. Okay. So like crap's happening all over the world. Um, clearly, at one point, the gray saw or played The Last of Us. And so there's a cordyceps outbreak of like people being infected by them and turning into mushroom people and then spreading it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I mean, like, I guess what are you going to, if you're the, if you're, your power is the fungus people, right. basically, you're fungus. You're like, you, that's all you care about is fungus, mm -hmm. right? What are you going to do? Right. That is your number one. You're just going to do that. That's the one you're going to go to. Fine. So fine. I mean, that's obviously it. Get a pass. Animal Man is infected. Oh no. So like, we're going to see the. And the red didn't help him? Uh, I, well, I don't know. Like, everything's all so wonky. Oh, um, yeah. We see Abby Arcane in, um, like, the the Dreaming of Decay. Abby. Abby. <laughs> but she's a little girl. Oh, no. But something, she's an emissary of the, the Black. Oh. The Arcanes are emissaries throughout their lineage, and so she took that up. Okay. And are champions. The idea is that, like, everything's messed up, and Nabu's like, you gotta, like... Listen, you got to get them all together, and we can do this thing that will like equal everything out, and everybody can relax. Sure. So they have to. I'll trust Nabu. They, well, Khalid is in touch with them, and he's just like, "That's this is this is all I got." This is a playbook. Well, anybody else got a plan? Right. If you don't have a plan, we're gonna with the Nabu plan. Right. So um, fair enough. Basically, they are like, "Well, we have the Floronic Man, who is like the champion of the Green, locked up in the Justice Hall or the Hall of Justice." So yeah, we got him. And we have Animal Man. Yeah. So now we just got to go find... I think they're only going to go find Abby Arcane. Oh. Because they don't mention anybody else. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I, there is there is a champion of the gray. Right. We or there was. I don't know if there still is. And I certainly don't know who the champion is of the bacteria. Mm, um, no. But, um, so like, a lot of this art is like really super cool when you see stuff that is very like... Sandman or Vertigo. Yeah, and that's then actually really good looking. When you see like more superhero stuff, this doesn't work. It's just not quite as finished, or like it's just it's yeah, it has very '90s vibes. It does, but then you see some of that other stuff, and I'm like, wow, that's just really fantastic. Then it's like, like really good '90s vibes. Like, oh, I like, guess, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It's Vertigo that. '90s, yeah. Um, at the end of the day, uh, the Floronic Man is not going to participate, but they're going to try to make him participate because he wants to be let go, mm -hmm. and like. 
Constantine like returns secretively and says like, Hey, listen, I'll make sure that they let you go. And yeah. Basically he's like, I'm not going to do that. or I'm going to kill you or whatever, but you have to participate. And he's just like, all right, fine, cool, whatever. So like they make a deal. Yeah. And then a fly shows up and like a big inky monster shows up Ooh. and like gives the pharaonic man like, you know, like, Hey, it's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. We don't see who it is. And then the issue ends. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, okay. And like, we see that animal man has like uh, mushrooms growing out of the back of his neck. And, like, Wonder Woman and Bobo are trapped inside with him. Oh, no. But they don't know that he has mushrooms. And I'm not even sure he's like, yeah, what is this? Oh, no. So, we'll see what happens to poor Animal Man. But, like, clearly, <laughs> Tynan wanted to tell a story with Animal Man. Yep. And he's going, he's, he's not going to be continuing this for much longer. Right. So, Animal Man is here. And they are dealing with what's been going on, I guess, um, with this balance of magic still. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he clearly has a soft spot for, like, the various parliaments and such. So Yeah. There, there it was. Okay. It was good. That's too it was, bad. It, there was something fun to it. Right. Like, it's just not at the same level. It wasn't at the that. same level. And like the art was like, I said, like it, for me consistently was not great. Yeah. So there That's you go. That's uh, Flywheel Shyster giving us some horns. Thank you very much, man. Getting ready for that death metal. Woo! Uh, hey, speaking of death, Death Insanity says, a theory about Kitty, she is not allowed on the island for the same reason as Destiny. What if she had the same ability as she did in the Day of Future Past movie? I think that does have its roots in comics because I think they used her and yeah. Yeah, probably. Could be. But they were like, oh, they'll notice if it's Kitty. Like, (laughs) you know, what's funny is like, I thought it might be because it's like, she would have the ability to possibly go into Moira's no space, but I'm like, so could Kurt. Yeah. So could Kurt. Yeah. Jack O'Connell. Hi, you're both. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much, man. Uh, I'm really excited that cool things are in store for Cypher with Krakoa and Warlock. Doug's one of my favorite X-Men. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see Warlock. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, so thank you very much, man. Thank you. Uh, Silver Cricket says, do you think Hickman will do anything with the Ultimate X-Men refugees since X-Men Blue confirmed they're trapped in 616 because of Secret Wars? No. <laughs> I think he'll, like, pawn that off to somebody else. They'll be like, Percy, you do something with that. Ah. <laughs> uh, Russian Bot says, Kitty can't cr- go through the portals because she's actually Jane Foster. But no. Jane Foster is a Valkyrie. Exactly. Yeah, it can't be. Sorry. I haven't been reading Valkyrie lately, so I don't know if something... No, I don't think they've done that. Okay. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, so let's jump into the next bit. Uh, do we have any, Do I have anything else besides X-Men? I think it's just X-Men. I think it's just X-Men. All right. It's just X-Men. It's just X-Men all the time. Uh, so let's do it. This is the most X-Men I think I've ever read. No. There's been... No, when it first started, there were a lot of X-Men. Like books we talked about. Uh, no, so, no, no. I mean, like in general, like for the like the longest amount of time, like I've been consistently reading. Oh yeah, that's X-Men right. Books. Oh, definitely. Oh no, definitely. So not. much yeah, X-Men. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so this is a uh, Hickman and Lanil Yu. Uh, the idea here is that um, the uh, okay, so we're finally addressing a bunch of things. One, Scott and Wolverine and Jane are all banging. Two, uh, Scarlet Witch is like an urban legend. She's like a like a boogeyman. She's a boogeyman. She's, she's the story you tell your children at night so that they'll they'll behave. Yeah, and, and like, she was not she's only also a, a warning. She was a pretender. She's not really a mutant, but she pretended to be one, and then used her powers to take away your their uh, mutants' powers. Yeah, and so you better be good. Yeah, and for goodness' sake, and <laughs> apparently. Uh, there were a few, or, or there were many mutants who never really, they we never really addressed when they got their powers back, if they got their powers back, mm-hmm. from the fallout of No More Mutants. So, what do we do about that? Well, they suggested uh, a thing called the Crucible, which is very, like, 
I saw a lot of uh, references, allusions, if you will, to a movie called Midsommar in this. Uh, yeah, because like you know, it's about, about like uh, I didn't see that movie. Neither did I. I, wanted to. I don't see those kinds of movies. <laughs> I wanted like, to, ah, but who was going to? But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, but the idea here is that like you know, headdress, uh, sacrificial people, you know, ascension. Uh, but in this, uh, Cannonball's sister, aka Arrow, yeah, uh, she was depowered. And so they're going to kill her so she can be resurrected because when she gets resurrected, she'll get her powers back. Right. Uh, but I guess because Apocalypse is part of the Quiet Council, he uh, suggested that we make it into like a creepy death cult where it's like what we did. What we we shouldn't just we shouldn't just turn off her mind, right? right? And like give her body back to the to the sea or to the, the pla- like to the to the to the island, right? And then just resurrect her. We have to do a big, stupid, so, crazy show about it. Okay. Hang on. I, I need to address something that you said mm-hmm. a few moments ago. You said that um, Arrow, or Melody, yeah. was Cannonball's sister. Yeah. You should have said it was Husk's sister. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> the only reason I remember that is like, wait, let me just double check my, my fact here. Is because there's a moment later on where she starts pulling her face off. That's right. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's hot. She's yeah. going to make a backpack out of it. Yeah. She's also a cannonball sister. Yeah, I know. But I, I, but I yes. just noticed you called her cannonball sister. Oh, I'm sorry. Not. She's, yes. Yeah. No, good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Rah, that's what I do. That's all I do. I'm upset. Thank God I'm back. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for addressing that. Uh, but yeah. So um, it's just really weird. So, oh, so I I found this this kind of this this issue to be a little chilling, and I, I love I loved this issue, and like I kind of liked that they had a creepy like as you're calling it a death like, cult, yeah, because what they're saying and like what Kurtz get, gets the heart of is like what the issue is mm-hmm. is that it's like if we had all these mutants who were depowered, right, and they all just killed, killed themselves. themselves. It's going to be a a problem. B, that's not the message we're sending. Exactly. And so, like, they had to come up with something. Yes. They needed to. Well, there's a whole dialogue that, like, well, because Cyclops is having a real problem. Like, the the crux of it is Cyclops is like, today's the Crucible. Everybody says that. And Cyclops is like, I have a problem with it because it's gross and weird. Um, I'm not, I don't have a problem with having, like, gross and weird sex with Wolverine up on the the moon. (laughs) But uh, everything else about this is really gross and weird. So, like, he's like, okay, what do we, like, what do I do about this? Wolverine's like, I don't give a shit. Go ask her. Wolverine's not going. Right, I don't go. Well, I, no, because he says he's like, if you want to talk to someone like like that, ask like, a priest. Ask a priest, and he's like, oh, oh right, we have one of those. Go so he goes him. to ask Nightcrawler, but the the whole thing's punctuated by a dialogue between Cyclops and Nightcrawler. Right, but uh, before he gets there, yeah, he pops by. Um, what's his name? Cipher. Yes, that's right. Okay, so yeah, he pops by Cipher's place, and Cipher is talking to Warlock and Krakoa. Yeah, and it's the first indication that Warlock is actually still around as opposed to just being represented in his arm. Yeah. Uh, Cause the idea here is that Warlock of course was a- attached to him and that's how you saw the, you know, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, uh, we see Warlock mm-hmm. and Krakoa's and, face and Krakoa's face. Cyclops thinks maybe he saw Warlock because he like rubs his eyes or whatever. And then the next panel is the same thing, but Warlock's not in the chair made for him. Uh, and they're pretending like it's totally fine. Yeah. And I was like, did it? Okay. Never mind. Which suggests to me that Krakoa is like 
sending out pheromones or whatever to like wipe people's minds or like mess people up so that they don't see right that, you know. it, and it could be that or it could also be like they did it really fast and that's what we're supposed to get it's just so that, like, fast they, and we're like, just seeing that one like, he's like, like oh did i millisecond wait of warlock. no okay I, that, that's crazy why would yeah, i see that but warlock of course like because... but like they clearly have like a council the three of them yeah now i know that krakoa has its own seat on the quiet council and cypher is kind of his like emissary yeah but then, like, on top of you got, like, Warlock being there. Yeah, and this is the first... And, and none of this is accidental. The idea here that, like, the phalanx is a real problem. It's yep. a pressing issue in Hawks and Pox. And the, the phalanx is, of course, Warlock too. Yeah. But we're not going to address that, you know, directly. No, this... And the, all we've done is so far show that Cypher is integral to Krakoa mm -hmm. and the arm like representation, which we've seen before, of yeah. like kind of implying Warlock but not overtly saying it. Now we're showing Warlock and reminding you of these connections. Right, but so, this, this yeah. issue does that someplace else, which we'll get to, which I yeah. thought was really interesting. Or it's like, this issue's like a, like a poetic thing where it's like, hey, Remind, like, reminding you, like there's some stuff and we need to make sure we don't forget these things. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Cyclops and uh, Nightcrawler have this conversation uh, about like the the moral uh, quandaries that being a mutant on Krakoa in the, 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 the current status quo of the X Men present itself. It's like addressing like yeah, I know a lot of people have a, have misgivings or issues with this current status quo for X Men, and let's not pretend like they're not addressing them. Right, and and I don't think it's retconning. I think it's just literally a good story point. That's also like it is if you play, if you if you're in it. For the long haul, you will be rewarded by having these conversations actually take place. Right. And, like, what I like about it being with Kurt is that, like, Kurt has, like... Um, he's a Christian. Yes. Yeah, so he's, like, a different perspective on it. So he's not only, like, like having it from, like, the perspective of, like, just being an individual here, but also, like, having a crisis of faith. Yes. So, like, that's, that's an interesting, like... It, I always sometimes forget that about his character, about Nightcrawler, and then it's like, oh yeah, of course, right? Like, that's always been part of his character. That's true, and like it's just it's just very interesting. Yeah, uh, we also find out that there's like Krakoa made a place that's just for for him. Well, so there's that big like crazy tower, which of course was first referenced in the tarot card. Yeah. that Moira sees at the like fair with Xavier yep. in, in in X Zero, and. That tower is on Krakoa, and it is just always there. Yep. It's always been there, and everyone knows about it. Wolverine can't cut through it to get into it, but Psych or but Nightcrawler just teleported himself in there one day. Yeah, he he was like, well, and when Cyclops asked him what was inside, he said basically everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, which is very vague, but, but also what's like, interesting, like because that don't forget that tarot card. The other one was like the other two from the future. One of which is Cardinal, who was clearly a uh, derivative of, of of Nightcrawler. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the so. We're indicating like we are going to start paying off some of these mysteries of Krakoa mm -hmm. and and the, the you know the things that well also is, making more <laughs> yeah while raising more questions, uh, but yeah so that's addressed like so there's a lot going on this, this is a very like meaty issue there's mm -hmm. a lot going on you got the crucible going on you got the mystery of the like sword looking tower yep uh, you have like the relationship between Cyclops and everybody else like yep. on on in the summer house on the moon you got Warlock um, just you got Warlock like, the three again the three of them sitting there chatting it's like vaguely Moira, Xavier, and Magneto-esque. Magneto. Yeah, like, everyone has their own secrets going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got, like, and it, it, we're all in this together, and yeah, we're a community, and we all have secrets, and we all have little little private places that no one else knows about. Mm -hmm. A lot of cool stuff going on here. So anyway, Wolf, uh, Apocalypse kills Arrow with a sword. 
Well, like swords. Yes. And by the way, I love that Exodus is here because don't forget Exodus is part of the Quiet a, Council. Well, he's also part of Apocalypse's plan in Excalibur. Yes. And, and he's so, like, also the fact that he's here. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. And he's like spreading like these like stories Propaganda. of of the Scarlet Witch of of, of Wanda and like how like why we're doing this. Right. Like he's educating them as he's to why are we doing this? Why? Crucible. What is the Crucible for? Yeah. And uh, like, so the Crucible is seemingly like. Melody, I guess, had to go forth and say, like, I would like to be I wanna reborn be, yeah, exactly. as a mutant. Like, I don't want to be a human anymore. I want to be a mutant. And so, like, they determined that the best way to do this would be, like, you'd have to fight for your life. Like, you'd have to, like, die fighting yes. just like anyone else would have if they right. were going to be brought back. Exactly. And so, like, you can't just, like, lay down and die. Yeah. Like, that's not what we're doing here. And I was like, I get that because, again... The message they don't want to send to the, all the mutants in the world is like, ah, oh, just kill yourself. We'll bring it back at some point. Exactly. It's fine. Just go for it. It's mm-hmm. like, that is just not the thing to yeah. do. Kurt even addresses that by saying something to the effect of like, how do you feel like now that you're back? Like mm-hmm. me. And he, like, do you feel like different? How does the soul work? And Cyclops says something like, I've ne- like, I, I felt more like me after coming back than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Just another like interesting interpretation. Like, oh no, how's that feel? I was just laughing at the, you're a religion minor. <laughs> I, I know, I'm a religion minor. I was literally like... Uh, it's fine, don't address it. Yeah. Never addressed, never, never explained. explained. Um, anyway, Shut up. So, um... <laughs> anyway, Apocalypse, literally, like, again, the sword. Yeah. We see swords again. Like, swords are important to this series for some reason or the next. And, um... The the idea is that like she's given a sword, Apocalypse is a sword. Right. Apocalypse is like, do you want this? Right. And he asks her what her name is, and she says Arrow, and, and he's, he's like, like no, no, you're not. You don't get that name. You're not that. You're I'm a sorry. Person. You're you're Melody Guthrie. Exactly. You're not that. No, yeah. honey, no. Like you got to fight for it, and they start to fight, and then like at one point he's just like, you you still want it? Right. We could fix you. We could heal you up, and you could live a you normal life be, as a person. It's I, not bad. I gotta give you that option. Yeah. She's it's, like, nope. Nope. She's like, shut up. Yeah. And so, he kills her. Yep. Like, and she and she does fight. Like, it's amazing. Like, I yeah. guess like, she just gets mad. She's like, screw you. Yeah. Which maybe is why you pick Apocalypse. Right, because he can take it. Well, it's not like he can take it. Like, he can take it, no problem. But, like, he's also, like, infuriating. Right. Well, and, and so, like, like he, you're more if, likely... If anyone deserves to get stabbed with a sword, it's Apocalypse. Right? So, it's like, maybe they... Like, Apocalypse was like, I'll do it. Because it's like, I'm all about this kind of thing. Yeah. But also, like, totally works where it's like... Apocalypse also like really stirs a lot of emotions in others, and so that person may be more willing to battle them. Exactly, as opposed to like someone they might have known, mm-hmm. like well, totally. So, um, the other thing they bring up that is like I think super important, yeah, are wills. Yeah, and that some of the wills are people wanting to, if they die, return in other people's bodies yes. or with other people's power. Or what if we like combined them? And I'm like, and you're like, oh! it's the chimera. Yeah. Like, but like without like like necessarily having Sinister just do that mm-hmm. because Sinister was supposed to be the person who did that. But like now we're going down a different path possibly. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like yep. this is everything they were worried about. Like this is totally leading to that like. Apocalypse. Yeah, future. we're heading towards the end. Yeah. Uh, or we're heading towards one of the futures that Moira was, was warning about. <laughs> which is really cool. There's a lot going on. It's a very like Yeah. I, I don't want to say deep, but it's very dense. There's a lot going on in this issue. This, that, is, like, this issue was like I was just like, oh, okay, it's the next X-Men issue. Like it's just been so like the, the the series has been great, but like these random issues where it's like, oh, 
Yeah. Right. Right. Because, yeah, you, 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 it lulls you in. You think you're like, oh, man, this is going to be like, or this is the status quo. We don't we won't get into like the depth of this series or or pay off some of those questions until until later. But no. Yeah. And and, and I love how it's been going. Cause it's only seven issues. Yeah. But it's also like Hickman's letting or giving some breathing room for character development and for character moments. Yeah. Um, like, again, the the simple idea of like having Cyclops seek out Kurt yes. and like have this conversation right. really gives development for both of their characters without having to have like something that could be a fundamental shift in who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, here is a conversation between two people who've worked together for a long time exactly. and are friends. Yep. Um, but aren't in an incestuous relationship. Right. But yeah, but there's no other, there's no other thing going on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, yeah, but it does. Uh, it does ultimately lead into uh, Nightcrawler saying that he's he's thinking he needs to start a mutant religion, right? Uh, and it's like the biggest indication that, like, not only is Nightcrawler like all in on this like this crazy bullshit, but also that like it has shaken his faith to the core, where he's like, I need to believe in something, right? And right. I'm seeing more evidence of belief in this than in my. Catholicism. Right. And like, what I love about it is that like, like the questions he has, like, again, like, you know, I'm sure people have like, you know, question this, especially if you are a fan of Nightcrawler. You're like, how is he handling this? How is he dealing with this? Like, how could this be? Right. Um, but the fact that he's like, if my religion says that at at the end of my life, I am meant to go on to an eternity of heaven. Yes. Like an eternal life. Yeah. And I have that here. What does that mean for me? Right. And I was like, that's like a really incredibly deep question. Yeah. You just kind of slap into this comic. And right. And he just kind of moves on from it. Like, yeah, but there's a lot of that. Like, there's a lot of those questions yeah. that are addressed with, like, sincerity and maturity. Yeah. And it's not just hand-wavy and thrown away. It's just, like, these are the things you would say or, or, or yeah, like, think about. Yeah, like, Kurt's not really asking someone for an answer. It's a rhetorical question where it's just like, he's like, this is what I've been thinking about. Yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, like, he's a very introspective character and, yeah. and, and an individual. And like, he's all about questioning. Right. Which is like mildly dangerous for this island. Oh yeah. And by the way, initially I didn't put together. It was the tower he was talking about. Right. Like I didn't think about it. I was like, couldn't he just bamf himself into more? I was like, did he find right? Right. Or no space? Yeah. But he could. Right. He may have, <laughs> you know, we know invisible woman could probably find it. Yeah. Since she just showed up in the quiet council in the last book. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to, to go on in this series, but it's like this issue in particular was like kind of a reaffirmation that this book actually is about something mm-hmm. and that, like that, uh, that we're going into something with, with that Hickman is a plan yeah. and it, and it is actually like paying off in certain respects. That's really cool. Yeah, no, it, it is. And I, I actually really dug the art in this book. Oh, definitely. No, I, I, you know, he, you is a, a choir taste. He does a lot of, uh, you know, I think the colorist is a good fit for this. The, for this one. And, yeah, and so like, it really, it helps to elevate the work a little bit more. I wish there was a little more background work on some of it. Yeah. But it it's seems... also like, it's deliberate. You yeah, know, it wants you to like focus. No, on No, it is, images. but it's, it's sometimes I'm just like, mm, like some some of it's also just we don't have time. No. There is an amazing, amazing image of Apocalypse with those like crazy cross hatching on it. Yes, like that gave me pause. I hit that one. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Yeah, like, good stuff. Like, that was overall, so good. Yeah, this this book would have been hurt by like poor or lesser art. Yeah, and uh, it's just just continuing. Yeah, good stuff. And then and there's no sign of it stopping. Like, no, just... I'm really like excited to be on. Like on the the Hickman X Men train, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's nice. Um, 
you know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, it's so good though. Like, are right. is there too much hype? And like, right. will and it it's live like, up? Yeah, yeah. Like, how is this gonna wrap because, up? Like, Where's it gonna go? Yeah, because like I love the journey, mm-hmm. and I, I'm hoping that once we get to the end, like the destination is, is, is worth as it. enjoyable yeah. as this journey was. But yeah. you really can't detract from the journey. No, no, the but... journey is worth it. But it's also gonna be harder to sell afterwards if like the, if the destination isn't as great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, listen, uh, Hickman, you know, his work on everything that led up to Secret Wars was like, and also you got this mega event that had mm-hmm. that didn't have a bad tie-in, right? Like. That's hard to do, and they did it. Yeah, maybe you could pull a hat trick twice. I hope right. so. I do. So. I, I want to address something uh, real quick. Yes, um, if Kurt ran like found the no place but couldn't get in, he could bamf in just as he did with this tower. Because the it's, idea is he didn't he hasn't seen it, but like he it's it's faith. It was a faith. It was a, it was a leap of faith that yes. he did this time around. And so like if he wanted to again, he could technically do it again. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they established in this book. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, from there, let's get into some recommendations for books that are coming out this week. Yeah. Which pick up. Uh, for me, uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to check it out. It's Marvel number one of six. I saw that. It's just an indication of like, it's it's like a continuation of that book, Marvels. Yeah, what am I looking at there? You're looking at a recreation of the first cover of Marvel Comics number one. Oh, cool. Uh, of the Human Torch, who was a robot. Like, right. It's a... You know, Alex Ross is working on it. Uh, I hope it's got art by him. I don't know more about the series. I, I literally just saw a, a, a solicitation for it, and I'm like, I will check this out. Okay. I loved Marvel's. Who knows? Okay. Uh, so that's cool. Go for it. Um, Flash number 750. If you want to know, like, 5G and Dr. Manhattan, Wally West and the Mobius chair and stuff, I think it's in this. Also, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a 750th issue. It's got a special thing, you know. Woo, Flash. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I mean, like, also great art. You got Howard Porter, Francis Manipal. Nice. I just I don't normally pick up Flash, but I will check out this because it's gonna like indicate the status quo and also like it's usually gonna be usually the these these 750 issues because they did it with uh, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. are essentially their attempt at aping off of the thousand issues of Batman and Detec- of Detective and, and Action Comics. So it's gonna be a celebration of Flash. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Uh, also, Batman number ninety, Jorge Jimenez is coming on the book. What? And you get to see Jorge Jimenez draw the '90s Catwoman purple suit. Why? <laughs> I think it's a flashback. Oh. Uh, not the whole issue, but you know. But I'm excited because Jimenez is one of the one of the top three best artists working at DC. Check him out. That number, Batman number ninety. Uh, while you're pulling up your book, I'll also yeah. mention. Oh sure. Uh, oh, you got super chat? Yeah, we got we Go got a few it. actually. Um, yeah. Uh, Andre F says X Men are a cult, and the Scarlet Witch is apparently the evil they oppose. Funny how Doom says that he has no evil intentions for Franklin when he stole Wanda's powers back when he she was a mutant. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you're referring to the Children's Crusade. When he stole her powers. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, and... Oh, I got some. I'm oh, great. Whenever you are. All right. Uh, I'm going to mention Strange Academy number one. Yeah, I people want you to pick that. Everyone has been like, are you going to read it? it? I'm going to try it. I don't know if it's what I'm looking for necessarily, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try it. So uh, it's going to be by Scotty Young and Humberto Ramos. Yes. So I've read uh, uh, several pages of this book. Have you really? Yes. Oh, that's right. Because there was pre- I didn't. I was just like, I'll just pick it up when it comes out. It looks fun. Really? Yeah. All right. We'll see about that. (laughs) Uh, Savage Avengers number 11. 
yeah, is coming out, um, picking up all the heels of Cullen Gath's, like, you know, power and, like, you know, the Conan, uh, Doom, Strange, you know, cabal that was happening. Oh, yeah. Um, they say this one's gonna be a bummer for the ages. Oh. Uh, plus Doctor Strange and Elektra did what last night? What? <laughs> Covers them, like, making out. Okay, cool. So you know I'm picking this up. Yeah, totally. You know I'm picking that up. Uh, Conan Battle for the Serpent Crown. This is the Conan book that's set in the Mar- Marvel Universe. He's dealing with Black Hat and Mephisto. Yeah. Um, so that's there. Doctor Strange number four. I'm gonna read it. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. I do want to mention Strange Adventures number one from DC is going to be coming out. This is the Tom King, Mitch Gerrard's 12 issue new, like, you know, mini series in like line with um, Mr. Miracle. Right. Like that's what, that's what I'm expecting. Wait, is this what? Uh, Strange Adventures. Strange oh, that's Adventures. coming out this week? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you didn't have it on your list, but I got it. I'm good. Um, I didn't I'm, see it on there. I'm super interested to see, uh, yes, yeah, it's March 4th. Uh, I'm super interested to see what we're going to get out of King for this because Mr. Miracle was so a strong book. Yeah. Vision was such a strong book. I'm the person who says that if you give Tom King a character and a limited amount of and 12 issues, issues, like he can do a really great character study. Now this is going to be Tom King who was in a different mindset when he was originally creating this and writing this. I'm not yeah. saying it's like Tom King post being fired, but yep. I don't think it was turned around that right. quickly. Post Batman, post heroes in crisis. But it is a, a Tom King who had been getting a lot of flack on social media. It's yeah. a Tom King who may have not been as happy as he was. So I'm interested to see what we're going to be getting out of this. Yeah. Book. Is it going to be like a, like just him? Like I, I, I'm just being creative and I just want to tell the story mm-hmm. or is, are we going to see any reactions? In yeah. There? Um, so I'm definitely going to be picking that up just, just to see what we get out of it. And it yep. might also just be a great story. Um, and then just as an indie pick, um, boom studios is picking, putting out a book called the King of nowhere. Number one. Um, it's from the guy who wrote Ice Cream Man. So if you had any interest in that, he's moving over to Boom to tell this story along with Tyler Jenkins, who did the art for Grass Kings, which I love the art on that book. It's, it's just very cool. Looking. Great. So that's all I got. Oh, uh, Tardis Man 85 says, hey, Tiff, you amped for Rasputin's Return and X of Swords. Yes. Also, you may or may not have a Soups book coming in May that may involve smashing stuff. Yeah. Smash. Smash. Um, no, I, again, Rasputin's design is like, she is a new character who just, it just feels like she's been there forever. Like right. that design, I'm just like, oh yeah, no, it's yep. just cool. It's, yeah, always been there. Christian Pereira, technically Warlock is not a phalanx. He's a technarch or spawns of the phalanx. So I guess it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like saying like Christian uh, to be a catch-all for all the like Jesus-based religions. It's, yeah. just, it's just kind of like playing shorthand to, yep. to get to the next point of what we're trying to make. Exactly. So, but good call, Christian. Uh, <laughs> hey, Christian. Um, and kyle uh, johnson says maybe with the wills they can give other mutants a power of one of the five just as backups also this is a cult book now yes it is yeah i think the wills it's it's very much the wills are there to indicate the future of the chimeras like it's doing that it's interesting though because it's like we did in earlier issues brought up the idea that some of these mutants were coming back like a little stronger <laughs> than they were or maybe yeah. like maybe in their prime and it's like well how far are we going to go and Hickman's answering that yeah. with these where it's just like well I mean if you could do that couldn't you just blah blah well couldn't like, you make a rec- request and I think what was it somebody said that like they in their will they, they said they want to come back with as Magneto yeah. it's like yeah, they're like that's actually that's one funny of but it's also like terrifying yeah yeah because it's like we're gonna bring you back when you were the hottest the thinnest the strongest like yeah what it's weird okay yeah so 
there you have it, everybody. We'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Don't forget to check out uh, more here on this channel. we got so many other shows. And uh, like the video. It helps us out. Subscribe to the channel to get mm -hmm. more stuff. Click the bell for notifications, all that crap. See us uh, at ZapCon on the 28th. She and I, maybe Ben, who knows. And uh, see me and Benny from the Comic Story and Channel on, uh, I don't know, next week. Uh, it's the 13th? The 13th to the... The thirteenth of Sunday. Check them out. Uh, we're it's gonna be like there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be a little, yeah. So if you're in Seattle or the West Coast, come check us out. But not this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, no, no. Next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll be there Saturday doing a panel at four. Um, more information in the community tab. And don't forget to, if you're going, if you are going to a con, wash, wash your hands. hands. Wash I read a thing. Wash your hands. If you wash your hands five times a day, you are. I think you reduce your likelihood of getting sick by like 45%. I'm only saying that because you don't want to be getting anything or spreading anything. That's Just right. wash your hands. Yeah. It takes 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. It takes a little more than that because you got to dry them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. But like you, it's con season. Con season's going to be picking up. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just. I a, may be doing the fist bump. It's a hot. Cons. Yeah, please. Might be just, a little easier. It's, it's a hotbed. Okay. There's yeah. just kids everywhere. They don't know how to cover their mouths. They just, they just cough in yeah, your face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like learning how to drive defensively. You're not doing it because you're a bad driver. You're doing it because everybody else is a bad driver. You're washing <laughs> your hands because nobody else is washing their hands. Yeah. So. So, not to turn that into that, but I'm just saying if you are going to a con, just... It's important. Yeah, well, normally we say, like, wear deodorant, take a shower the, yeah. like, like, the, like that day. Just stay hydrated. You know, stay hydrated, wear and your insoles. And do insoles, all those things. But, but like, wash your hands. Just say, like, you know... You don't have to wash them like a crazy healthy. person, but five times a day. Make sure, you know, that's, like the, that's what the CDC said. And before so. you eat. Like, if you're at a con and you've been thumbing through long boxes yep. or, like, you know, saying hi to people or whatever. Yeah, don't rely on hand sanitizer. Use soap. Wash, wash your hands. hands. Hot water. See you guys Go next be, time. Yeah, that's Thanks it. a lot for watching. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.